0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
1: Primitive Bear is an interesting group in that they primarily focus on Ukrainian entities and individuals. So you see a lot of their malicious documents are themed around these government entities.
0: Our guests this week are Gage Mealy and Yuri Polozov. They are both members of Anomalies threat research team. The research we're discussing is titled, Primitive Bear Gamaradon Targets Ukraine with Timely Themes. To learn why enterprises choose SixthSense, visit SixthSense.com.
1: And they like to use template injection. That's Gage Mealy. So typically they'll have a docx file that'll reach out to a domain to download a template. And then unfortunately, in this case, the template domains were down. So we don't know what the dot dot files exactly were doing. In previous activity, these dot dot files contained a VB script and then these VB script would begin the infection chain. Hmm. But unfortunately, in this case, we're not sure, but we wanted to show that they're still using these TTPs. And in this case, uh, in quite a timely manner as well.
0: And, and Primitive Bear, we are confident in saying, is a Russian group.
2: Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's Yuri Polozov. Uh,
2: some uh, open source reporting even connects them directly uh, to Russia's uh, Federal Security Service or FSB. So it was uh, some irony to see some of the decoy documents that we uh, show in this paper actually referring to FSB. Uh, as a, as a topic. Well, let's walk through it together. I mean, let, let's
0: go through step by step. If someone were, uh, found themselves in the, uh, the target of uh, this group, what, what, what would happen? Can you take us through it?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, they operate typically through spear phishing. There's likely other ways they accomplish their objectives, but usually they'll do spear phishing. So something that looks legitimate to someone and, In this case, it was timely to current events that were taking place in Ukraine and Russia with the military troop buildup at that time. So Mm. they'll use things specific to that time frame to appear more authentic. And then as soon as you click and open that file, it tries to download that remote template. And if that succeeds, potentially bad news for you.
0: So at that point, they would try to get a second stage payload that would be the actual malware itself
1: that we suspect? Correct. That dot dot file is where the bad stuff lives.
0: I see. And in this case, uh, as you say, the the servers to deliver that were not up and running. So the, the exploration sort of ended there.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Uh, these groups are smart. In that case, well, they'll have some dedicated infrastructure. You know, they'll turn it on, launch a campaign, turn it off.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the same uh, about the decoy documents. Uh, the very sophisticated uh, all uh, the search that we did uh, showed that uh, the data, like uh, sensitive uh, contact uh, information, in those decoy documents. Uh, uh, were accurate, for example, some of them were referring to Ukrainian embassies uh, in different countries or some military exercises and uh, re- related phone books to it. And uh, it was uh, always uh, timed, uh, often uh, timestamp in the document was uh, very close, uh, typically the same months uh, that the actually attack uh, happened. And uh, one document in particular, it was uh, some uh, decoy, was some scientific uh, paper about Ukrainian public uh, relationships with different countries. And uh, so researchers saw this uh, decoy used in attack. And then, similar, uh, pretty much the same document as was used as decoy was. Published uh, publicly in Ukraine, but not before, and the fact that uh, we saw that it actual scientific paper that but it was published after primitive bear used it, so that hmm. way we know that they actually have some way of stealing real Ukrainian documents and using them weaponizing them uh, uh, to use them in their attacks uh, rather than uh, Another option would be to uh, just to create some fake document based on known facts, but uh, it seems they they use some uh, some stream uh, some other uh, stream of stolen documents uh, for their purposes.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting lure there. I mean, you can imagine if someone was interested in the content of this sort of scientific document. And they were able to get it ahead of other people, you know, sort of hot off the presses, if you were, if you will. Um, that you, I, you could really imagine that working as a clickbait.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. And the uh, we saw uh, them using all, all kinds of uh, uh, topics for the Lewis, uh, uh, some legal questions, uh, some questions around occupied Crimea. And uh, uh, Crimea is a diverse region, uh, so they would use different languages. They would use Ukrainian, but sometimes they use Russian as well, because many people in eastern Ukraine and Crimea, they uh, speak uh, Russian. Uh, So all kinds of uh, lures that they use and experiment with.
0: But some of the documents, I mean, themselves, the, they are legitimate documents. They're, so they're stealing them or, or borrowing them from other sources uh, and using the legitimacy of those documents to, to try to get people to click through.
2: Yes, absolutely, and uh, it's uh, it makes it uh, harder uh, harder to detect uh, with human eye because uh, it actually mm. a real document that was used. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Right. So um, in terms of people protecting themselves against this, what do you recommend? Is, is this something where uh, endpoint protection would be able to notice that something was up?
1: Yeah, I think potentially, you know, strange email addresses. So tools like that are always helpful. But a lot of it is just education on, you know, if something seems too good to be true, you know, for instance, early access to something, you know, maybe it is. And if you get an email from someone, maybe you should email that again and be, and confirm that it was sent to you. A lot of sophisticated groups, unsophisticated groups, groups of all kinds use a lot of social engineering as that initial infection chain because it works, unfortunately.
0: Right. In terms of a primitive bear themselves, I mean, I, I suppose there's there's no reason to believe that they'll do anything other than keep at this, what they're doing. I mean, it seems like they've had some success and I suppose we should expect to see more from them in the future.
1: Yes, they've been they've been busy, and I'm sure they use. Um, you've seen research from from other uh, researchers out there, which is really good stuff as well. And different TTPs. Um, it just so happens that this campaign was dedicated to these DOCX files, but other TTPs are are very likely in primitive bears or are in primitive bears
2: repertoire. Yeah, And of course, after this research, we already saw uh, a a new example of the activity. But generally, uh, Russian cyber activity is often part of larger geopolitical or military activity. So earlier this year, uh, when uh, fighting in eastern Ukraine uh, uh, was intensifying and Russia was moving troops closer to Ukrainian border, That's why we saw this campaign being uh, more active uh, and uh, it was uh, an interesting timing Uh, and also it was uh, important that uh, international communities saw Russia moving its loops but also saw Russia sending malicious emails towards Ukraine and it prompted uh, a stronger than usual response and now... Uh, most of those troops uh, moved back, at least for now, and it's not the end of the story. Uh, Putin will continue uh, trying uh, to expand his uh, empire, uh, so to say. But uh, it's where we, we at
0: Our thanks to Gage Mealy and Yuri Polozov from Anomaly's threat research team. The research is titled Primitive Bear Gamaradan Targets Ukraine with Timely Themes. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure.